All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the t- uh, 23rd episode of Spiked, the OTL football podcast. Um, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Robert Vona. And uh, sadly, we, we're, we're missing a, a member of our uh, foursome that we've had going on the last couple of weeks, but we still got uh, OTL contributor Nate Kennedy here to talk the uh, championship games um, coming up this weekend. Um, how's it, What's going on, Nate? Oh, not much. Uh just basically everything in my Packers Niners article got discredited by uh, by the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm, I'm sitting here on a very high throne today, um, looking at some great, great games tomorrow. Um, I know a lot of people, the money's being spread pretty much everywhere. Uh, there's really no consensus pick, at least in game one. Uh, game two is a bit more definitive, but um, it should be a great day of football, much like we got last weekend. We were just talking about it before we hopped on one of the greatest weekends I personally have ever had watching football. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm still recovering from last weekend. Yeah, it was it was insane. Like, I mean, the games on the games on Saturday were were really good, but um, the ones on Sunday were just insane. Um, you know, every every game, all four games came down to like the last, uh, you know, the last possession, like last minute, um, three game winning field goals, one game winning touchdown. So, I mean, not much more you could ask for as a as an NFL fan. Um, other than you know, for me personally, I was uh, hoping to see Brady. Uh, go up against uh, the uh, um, the 49ers, but that didn't end up happening because there was, uh, I believe, some poor uh, defensive play calling. But you know, we'll we'll, we'll get we'll, we might get into that later. I don't know. Yeah, might have to uncork that one. Um, <laughs> I would like to get a stat check on this though because I don't know when I've seen a divisional wild, or a divisional playoff weekend where every single game was settled uh, in a one possession game. I can't remember yeah. the last week I've had where four plus games have all been settled in a one possession game. I don't know. We don't well, have a resident statistician here. At I was going to say, but... I, I was like, kind of like throwing that one to Curtis, but if I forgot Curtis is in Guelph right now, so he's not really uh-huh. accessible to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to get on that. Um, hire somebody to do that, but um, we're hiring breaking news. Yeah, we're hiring. We're hiring. <laughs> Submit your uh, your resume to either me or Rob, you know, yep. DM it to us. And uh, make sure to include a highlight video of your fastest uh, typing per minute. Score, yeah. uh, so they <laughs> yeah. can analytically rank you guys. Yeah, we're, we're going to hold a combine, actually. Uh, yeah. you'll get the <laughs> it's going to be held in my backyard. The finger so. bench press. The finger yeah. bench press. The finger really bench press. Yeah. We're just going to buy like like laptops that don't work and just see how fast you can just you know type this word go yeah yeah um anyways so um i guess we'll start off we'll go in chronological order we'll talk about the uh the first game on uh sunday the afc championship between the cincinnati bengals and the kansas city chiefs obviously cincinnati last week um you know i would say upset the number one seed Tennessee Titans although all four of us did pick the Bengals so I mean I don't know what that says but um you know it, it was uh obviously much of you know the same of what we've seen from uh Joe Burrow and uh and, and the Bengals um very impressive win um you know they, they got that uh Ryan Tannehill pick late to really kind of give them get them in position to, to win the game. Um, and then for the chiefs, I mean, yeah, like game <laughs> last week, everybody's kind of been saying it like 
this is one of the best NFL games they've ever watched. I, I can't disagree. I mean, how many? I'm not, many a, I'm not a Bills fan, but I was welling up watching that at the end. That sucked. Yeah, I mean, even as a staunch Bills hater, <laughs> I was even I was like, man, this is tough. Like, I mean, if this was my team, like I would just be in shambles. So I have to, you know, I, I'm not going to gloat too much about the Bills losing. Um, you know, because it's kind of gone shitty for both the Patriots and you know the Buccaneers. So I'm, I'm I have nothing to I have nothing to gloat about here. But um, yeah, I mean it was an insane game. I mean, how many scores in the last like two minutes? Um, and in overtime, like, like, like 20, 25 points in a minute fifty eight or something. Yeah, like, like that. that so come absurd. on, like that's just ridiculous. Um, that's just all you ask for from a Sunday night football game. Like that was fantastic. Yeah, a playoff um, game, nonetheless, too. Yeah, I, I did just really, really quick want to touch on the uh, Titans-Bengals game because Burrow had himself a day, of course. Like, I figured most of us were going to anticipate him having a day, 348, 28-37. He did throw a pick. Um, not one of the worst picks I've seen him throw. Um, it was a tad bit of a force, but it was it was a great play nonetheless. I will say, though, I do want to say a few things about the Titans game. Who knew Deonta Foreman was Derek Baby Henry, or uh, Baby Derek Henry? That kid runs, like, there's, like, a plate of like turkey sitting like a hundred yards away in the back of the end zone. And he hasn't eaten in weeks. Like it's insane. I've never seen someone run that hard and look just like the regular, like running back that they usually have in. Like he's basically like a junior version of Derrick Henry. Um, also he, he was a better Derrick Henry than Derrick Henry was Derrick Henry. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Four carries for 66 yards, 16.5 average. That's nuts. Um, and then Derrick Henry, uh, half the people expected to return, half the people didn't expect him to return. Um, went for 62 yards on 20 carries with a touchdown. I mean, we figured he was going to have a touchdown at some point. So all the profiters, he did have a metal up. plate in his head or in it, not in his head. What the fuck am I talking about? In his foot. That'd be, <laughs> Frank, that'd Frankenstein. be yeah. Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be even more impressive. No, yeah. in his foot. So, I mean, come on, we got to Yeah. You're not expecting him to play at hundred percent. And I think, I think as much, as many touches as he got, I still don't think I was as scared for the Bengals fans out there as most people would have been if he had more time to actually fully come back. Um, of course, time is, time is relative with things like this because he could be a hundred percent and the media is not going to know it. Um, but at the same time, I mean, when he's coming back for a, for a playoff game and then make an appearance at the end of the regular season, that's kind of what you assume. Um, I also think going into this matchup, I think what's going to be a little bit of a polarizing matchup here is I think both secondaries are fairly banged up right now. Matthew's status for, for the Chiefs, I think, is still up in the air from what I read this morning. Um, in saying that, I think I think the front fours are going to be very important in this game. But at the same time, if there's no pressure, this is going to turn into an air show. This is going to be like this is going to be like a, a Billy Bishop Memorial flight over <laughs> with like 500 people sitting on the tarmac. Like it's just gonna it's gonna become a fest a festivity fest out there. But um, I think we were talking about it before we started. I think seven and a half is very generous. I really don't see the Bengals being seven and seven and a half underdogs in this game. Um, as much as I don't want to see the Chiefs come out on top, I think they are going to beat the Bengals. Um, I don't want to see Mahomes another Super Bowl. I don't want to see his brother defile another NFL tribute. I don't want to see his wife complaining on Twitter that she's getting disparaged by fans after she dumps champagne and yells in their face. I feel so terrible for her. And I mean that with all the sarcasm in my heart. Um, my heart, my heart wants the Bengals to win. I, as much as I don't want to say the Chiefs, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Chiefs something, something to the lines of, I'm going to say 31-23. I think it's going to be fairly close. I think there's going to be some stifling defense played in the red zone by the Chiefs. 
um, kind of just up at, upholding uh, Burrow's ability to get anything going. Um, my heart does want Burrow to win. I want to see this narrative continue. I want Joe Burr to go all the way to the Super Bowl and make a push for push for a ring this early in his career would be amazing. Um, I just, unfortunately, I don't see them getting past the Chiefs. I hope they do in my heart of hearts, but my pick is telling me to go Chiefs. Yeah, for me, <clears throat> I mean, I just, after watching that Chiefs-Bills game last week, like, I, I really just think the Chiefs kind of kind of hit their stride at, like, the best possible time, which is, you know, going into the AFC Championship game. Um, they just look unstoppable. I mean, at least on offense, like, it, it, you know, it, this is, like, peak Patrick Mahomes that we're that we're watching right now and I mean you know during the regular season it was iffy right like we watched games where he didn't look like himself and it was up and down you know they were below 500 at one point um but they finished strong and um I mean yeah like just in the playoffs they've looked uh I mean against the Steelers it was uh you know they but but during at the end of that game they kind of started taking off and I think they carried the momentum um into last game's uh last week's game against the the bills. And so um, I, I do kind of agree with Nate in saying that I think this is, this has the potential to absolutely be a ridiculous shootout. Um, if there's, if there's not a lot of pressure um, and especially like you said, with both secondaries kind of being uh, banged up, but um, yeah, I mean, like I'd love, I, I would love to see Joe Burrow go to the Super Bowl too. My, my dream Super Bowl matchup at this point would be Bengals and 49ers. And just because I think that 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 was like a classic uh, matchup in the in the eighties with uh, with Joe Montana, and um, I think might have been Boomer size and on uh, quarterback yeah, for probably, the Bengals. It probably would have been Boomer, yeah. Yeah, um, you know I'd like to see that again, and also just because like I don't know, those are well we did see the 49ers a couple years ago in the Super Bowl, but I'm a big Jimmy G guy. Um, a lot of people kind of hating on him, throwing some shade on him, saying. He's kind of, he's, he's a, he's a system QB and whatever, you know, what have you. But, uh, I don't know. I thought he made some pretty impressive, uh, plays in the, uh, late in the game against the, he's also the a Patriots legend. Well, exactly. And I mean, that's where my loyalty comes from, but there you go. Um, getting paid yeah. off going for and oh, nothing like it. Uh, exactly. Um, yeah, but you know, so I, this is a tough one, obviously, um, I agree. Like the, the, the spread is quite generous um, for the chiefs. I'm going to, I'm going to go, I, I'm still going to go with the chiefs because I just think that there's such a, there, there's such a potential for like an explosive play with them. I mean, there is for the Bengals too, and this is why it's so hard, but, um, and this is why I think it's going to be an incredible game, but I just think I'm going to pick the chiefs because, you know, we've seen them do it many times before. I mean, they've hosted the AFC championship. This is the fourth year in a row that they've done that. Um, you know, so they, they, they have, have they been in this situation before? So I'm going to go with the chiefs. I'm going to go very high scoring. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to go into the forties here. Um, because oh I just, I, I mean, can, could these games possibly top next games? I keep saying next game La last week's games. Could they possibly top those games? Um, I mean, it's going to be a tough act to follow, but it, it, who knows, you know? Um, so I'm going to say I'm going to go 41-38 for the Chiefs. 
Wow. That is extremely high scoring. Taking the top off. Yeah. Um, I'm going to speak on behalf of Curtis here too, because obviously he's not here. Um, he did send us our, he did send us his picks earlier on. So uh, for full preference, he's got the chiefs in this game by a score of 31 to 28. Um, I just want to, I want to say this off the top. Um, these two games are like extremely, extremely capable of having an upset. In my opinion, I can very well see the, the 49ers taking down the Rams as they did couple weeks ago i believe it was and i can definitely see cincy taking down kansas city um you know for this game specifically i was taking a look at the stats and i saw that burrow in his last two games uh 600 plus passing yards two touchdowns one interception and 11 sacks obviously nine of them came from last week against tennessee which they still managed to walk away with a win which is impressive nuts yeah, and Mahomes, on the other hand, 700-plus passing yards, eight touchdowns, and one interception in his last two playoff games against the Steelers and the Bills. Um, so to say that we're getting a good show between the two quarterbacks is an understatement, obviously, and I think that really just is a testament to the type of game plan that we're going to see. You kind of ride the hot hand, right? And the way I see it is, you know, after seeing what Kansas City did last week to a team like Buffalo, you know, the only way – Cincinnati's going to be able to stay in this game is by relying on Joe Burrow and and his receivers. Like if you think you're going to go out there, you know, try to run the ball and and put up 30 plus points against Kansas, I like I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think that's possible. So, you know, like I said, they're going to they're going to be heavy 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 quarterback games. And when it comes to that, I really don't know if there's a better team to pick than Patty Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, you know, Tyree Kill, and I mean even Byron Pringle. Guy's been tearing it up lately, but um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Sorry, go go ahead, finish. I just got some uh, very shocking news. Oh, Tom Brady you, just retired. Yeah. Tom Brady literally just retired as of Adam Schefter three minutes ago from, De- from Jeff Jarlington. He's retiring from football after 22 extraordinary seasons. No way. Wow. I did not think it was going to be this year. Dab. <laughs> Dab. The great the greatest man to ever touch a football field is leaving football. I have, I have no words. Is this is this turning into a memoriam episode now? Do we have to do we take a quick intermission from the Niners Rams prediction? Give a little Tom Brady ode? Actually, Jack, let's give you your little monologue moment here. Let's. What are the first emotions that roll off your tongue when when this news hits your ears? I mean, I I, I need some time to like collect what myself. What just here. happened? Like, I what am I what am I supposed to say here? Like, I, that's probably um, that's probably the biggest Schefter bomb that's been dropped in a long time. Wow. Yeah, maybe ever, bro. Like, yeah. I um. What is going on? <laughs> this is no just like way. off the rails. I can't believe. You know what? I can't believe we're actually like the fact that we're recording when this happened is kind of amazing, to be honest. Like we, this is our live reaction here. That's going to be the main selling point of this this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> live <laughs> reaction to Brady news. What are, what are the playoffs? What? Oh my! I mean, I have so many questions. Yeah. 
have so many emotions. So many questions. I'm gonna start crying. Right okay, now. so really quick, I have a little bit of a prediction. I think this is so sudden because he saw a check that was essentially blank from ESPN to join a panel. So I think that this is his motivation. Um, I also just think he did. He did mention it in his post uh, post game interview, the press conference he had. He said, "You know, it really hurts uh, my wife referring to Giselle like that. He always gets hit out there and." kind of gets uh, tossed around in the pocket at times. And I don't know. I think maybe, I think maybe he's realized that as much as, as much as I can't fathom someone who basically leads or is in the top three to five in every QB major statistical category in year 22, I don't understand how that thrusts you into retirement. I don't know what, what straw is going to end up breaking the camel's back, whatever, whatever comes out and is revealed that, 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 that is the particular reason why he's gone. I can't imagine that it's something any less than I'm doing this for my family because I can't, I can't really imagine anything else justifying it more than that. It's just, it's so insane to me. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're talking about somebody who I just think loves, you know, playing the game of football, like more than anything, obviously other than, you know, his, his, being with his family and so i think that that's the only thing that could you know drag him away from 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 that you know is just the the motivation to kind of say you know what i I don't have anything more to prove you know and at this point i just want to um yeah spend time with my family and but i mean it is insane from from looking at it from a from a football standpoint of you know he led the league in, in touchdowns in, and, and a bunch of other categories. And uh, yeah, I mean, to just, uh, I, I mean, I just think I always envisioned like Brady retiring um, after a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Cause I just feel like that's the only way he could do it is to go out on top. Um, so it's just, it just feels weird. Like, you know, that, Obviously, they 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 couldn't pull out the win last week. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if they would have won that game, we would have been watching them play this week, and instead he's retired. Like that's insane, you know. I don't know. I I this is really throwing me for a loop, guys. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm wow. kind of real in here. This is insane. I mean, I, I guess the only logical explanation would be, like you said, probably somebody brought it to his attention, like, you know, for his own safety and his own health to probably leave the game. Because from a football standpoint, like, it's like, like they could have very well won that game last week and, yeah, you know, they'd be suiting up for tomorrow. But I mean, also like to say that like Tampa Bay definitely has it in them to go out next year and can be 100, 100%. Oh, yeah. when, you have Brady I mean, in your, so. when you have Brady in your building, that's such a morale boost. And not only that, it also helps you get players into the building willing to buy in for whatever kind of money you throw at them. Like, that's the power that Tom Brady has, and I don't think people really understand that at times. Like, as great of a player as he is, he does so much and impacts the game so much behind the scenes. Like, he motivates people on both sides of the ball. It's insane. Because when you're playing for TB12, it's just different. And let's talk about, like, the domino effect of this, too. Like, I don't think Gronk plays next year either. Gronk's done. He's Gronk's done. done for sure. Gronk's not taking his Miami deal. Gronk's not going no. somewhere else. He's and he said he that. doesn't want to play anywhere where he's not with Brady. So. Yeah. 
Why do you think he he retired and yeah, to avoid a trade to the? Yeah. yeah, he retired to avoid a trade to the Lions. <laughs> you know what and I'm then, thinking now too. I think, I think this decision could be as you as you had said, Robin, as I had alluded to about his own safety. I actually think that the Antonio Brown situation may have weighed on him a lot heavier than people really kind of took it at face value for. I think CTE part of it, CTE. Yeah. Because as much as there hasn't been a wealth of knowledge in terms of Brady's experience and lifetime ailment with CTE and even just head trauma specifically, even though there hasn't been much, um, you have to wonder at his age, what taking a significant, let's let's say, let's take Antonio Brown's actual incident scenario and let's try to equate it. Um, when, hmm, who was it? When, um, when Teddy Bridgewater slid and his career was ended, I forget who, who that was, uh, when he was playing for Minnesota, when he got hit, when he was going for the slide. But, um, if that was Brady in year five, I think of course he, he rebounds maybe next season. But I think at this at this point in his career, I think if Brady takes one of those like kind of career ending or possible career ending shots at 45, that could have some serious long term effect. And I think that's something that, as you had said, Rob, I think definitely weighed this decision. Um, I think besides besides his own health, I think it does definitely have to do have have to do at some point with his family. Um, I think there's something there's something that a lot of athletes have kind of kind of put to the side in terms of taking time away from your family in ordering in order to perform uh let's let's just refer to it as the child's game whatever sport that may be for your entire life and as your occupation it takes a lot on your family life too so i think the combination of those two things are probably what made him make the decision um other than him probably going to be one of the most coveted voices in sports for the next 20 or 30 years he's definitely going to be waiting and lined up for a contract somewhere but um to be honest I've, i've never been a brady hater i've never been a brady fan i just i respect greatness and i respect in whatever form that comes and man he's He's had arguably the storybook Cinderella story career, like same, same team, his entire career, aside from what now, two, three seasons with the bucks. So it's and he won uh, a super bowl with his other team. Yeah. So it's just, I, you can't get a much better career than that. And he deserves all the credit in the world. I think that of course he's going to Canton right away. Um, I think he'll join a legendary booth somewhere. He'll, he'll undertake great, great guys who walk before him. The guy, the likes of Kirk Herbstreet, guys like that. Um, even boomer. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just so, it feels so weird. It's, it's like not having LeBron in the league. It's like the thought of LeBron retiring. It's just so, it's so insane. And it's so fresh too. Like it literally just happened. Not even what, seven minutes ago now. Like, well, you know, there's going to be people, you know, singing, uh, ding dong and the witch is dead. But, um, I mean, I think that it's, I don't know. I I think at, at once, it kind of sinks in. I think people will kind of look back and, um, you know, just kind of realize how much of an impact that Brady has had on the game um, and how important he's been. Um, but, you know, I, yeah, I honestly, I mean, I, obviously I don't know Tom Brady personally. I don't think I have to uh, say that, but um, <laughs> you know, for me, I really do think that I think the biggest impact on this decision has to just be, spending time with his family. I mean, to me, like he's always seemed like a, a very family oriented guy, um, loves his wife, loves his kids. And so, you know, I mean, is there an incentive to become a broadcaster and do something like that? Absolutely. But I don't think that he's going to jump right into that. 
Like, I don't think you're going to see him on ESPN next year or something. I think he, I think if he retires, I think he's going to take a break and just, you know, relax, do whatever, sell, you know, NFTs or something. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say. This is just really, uh, throw me for a loop here, but, uh, I don't know. I I'm, I'm yeah. There's no way it, I, I, I wouldn't, I don't know, man. Like there's no way it ends like this. Like, it's just like, well, it was the same. It was the same after he lost with the Patriots when he got pick six by uh, Tennessee. I think it was yeah. Everyone's like Brady's not going to end his career on a pick. And then he goes to Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Gronkineers and he wins a bowl. It's just, I don't, how, how does the greatest player of all time end on a postseason loss? That's what I'm saying. That's why it's so weird. Should I, should I throw out? Shocking news, breaking news, Tom Brady goes to the XFL. That is our, that is our headline. Tom Brady becomes coming, coming the, the XFL. XFL. Imagine he goes to the out? CFL. Tom Brady, the no, CFL. No, no. I was just going to say, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know, but Mike, Michael Riley just retired for the BC retired. Lions. Yep. Hey, could, hey, don't could we see a Tom no. Brady to BC Lions? <laughs> no. Shout out, shout out Nate Rourke. That is Nate Rourke's spot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week to the season, that kid is Facts. all in with the Lions. They love. I, should I throw out the hottest take in the history of Spike? <laughs> Do it. Oh boy, the hottest. Like, this guy's gonna say this guy's gonna say Brady's not a first ballot. Are, are we gonna <laughs> are we gonna catch on fire here? I don't know. I might be over exaggerating a little bit, but. Well, let's see. Go, it's a hot it take. It's a hear. hot take. This is my take. <clears throat> Tom Brady's going to pull a Jordan. Okay, I knew you were going to say out that. Of I knew you were going to say and that. And win a Super Bowl. I I was going to I was going to say it, but I didn't want to steal your thunder, so I was like, hey, Rob, what, what I what's How hot of a take is that? I don't think I'd it's that, that hot I'd, of a take. Because I think I think history has a chance to repeat itself in a different sport. I think we could I, see this I, I think so very too. Likely. I will say though, Rob, there are a few teams that happen to need a quarterback this year. There's one team in particular who one of us happened to be a fan of. Rob, do you <laughs> think there's any likelihood that Tom no. Brady would come out of retirement no. and play for the Pittsburgh Squealers with or without no. Mike Tomlin? Absolutely not. Zero well, chance. You could argue Carolina needs a quarterback too. Would he play for Carolina? Carolina? Definitely needs a quarterback. There's no argument to be had. We need someone who can throw the pill. He can. You know what, guys? He, he's going to join the Patriots as a backup. I would actually. I don't know what I would do mentally if Tom Brady went back to the Patriots to coach. Don't say Ryan. that. Don't please, say that. like, please. If they get Tom Brady in the building next to Belichick coaching, well, what? He's, you know what the thing is though. He's said on multiple occasions that he has no interest in being a coach. I don't know if that's changed, but that is definitely not true. Just wait till he sees the checks. Yeah, yeah. You know how many teams? You know how much fucking Jerry Jerry Jones world? Oh my god! To get Tom Brady as the head oh coach god. of the Dallas Cowboys, he'd make uh, more than ninety percent of the players in the league. Yeah, his name alone could sell you tickets. The Cowboys would have sold out years until my kids are born. Like yeah. it'd be, it'd be insane. I, I don't think anything's to be honest. I really don't think anything's off the table for Brady. I think we see Brady have very much a retirement arc uh, to those of the likes of Shaquille O'Neal. Um, those, the likes of even guys like Michael Irving, Peyton Manning, like he'll have a very illustrious post career retirement where he's still making money, still the lovable face. Everyone liked 
still some people's villains, still some people's people's champ, like whatever you want to call it. I mean, the man, the Massachusetts man, whatever you want to call him. I mean, Brady's that guy. So I think, I don't think we'll see Brady's like legacy dwindle at all, even though he is retiring and taking a backseat from the league. But I actually am, it's going to be very polarizing to find out what, what his next step is and where he chooses to call home next and what he'll be doing. Cause I think there's a bunch of different options. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait to see uh, Skip Bayless talk about this. this that's going to be interesting. Oh, Stephen A is going to lose his mind. Yeah. I, Imagine St- Stephen A has the same Cowboys take that I had. Get him in the front <laughs> office for the Dallas Cowboys. Or Skip Bayless, you know, I don't, I mean, big Cowboys guy. Obviously. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, there, yeah. I mean, at this point, all we can do is really speculate, like, until we, you know, hear from Brady himself. Yeah. I think um, we got to post a poll on the Instagram. What's Brady's next step? Booth, yeah. What, what are field. the choice? Yeah. Booth, booth, we'll say booth, field, or couch. Booth, field after like, like two years or something. Yeah. Like he comes or just back. Couch or just re- relax. Yeah. I would think after or playing coach. football for 22 years and keeping your body arguably in the greatest shape, like, it's insane to me because he's arguably still in his physical prime. Yeah. Like well, there's been no like well, he there's been no he's, actual he, physical drop off of Tom Brady. He's still he, the same player we saw five years ago. Yeah, he claims that he's in better shape than he is now than he was like I wouldn't doubt years it. ago. Yeah. Which he I think ran is, the ball a few times this year. Yeah, <laughs> which is fair because like he's I think he's doing like a lot better job at like, you know maintaining himself working out probably having a better diet than he did when he was like i don't know like 2005 or something you know what i mean um so and it, it really like to me the most shocking part of this and the reason that i thought that he wasn't going to retire this year was because it like he, he can't end on a postseason loss like i just thought there's no, no way like he's going to go out on top win a super bowl and then retire like next year or yeah. something i think I think the more that I think about this, I think that if I'm one of the teams that's going to hopefully need a quarterback, I'm immediately sending a text to Tom Brady. Being like, I don't know what the number is to get you out of this early retirement, but we're going to try to make it work. Yeah. Because there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to try to lobby for him like that. Man, that's what I mean. Like you say, you know, best physical condition of his life and just like, you know, ending on a Super Bowl win, like from a, from a competitor standpoint, especially one the size of Tom Brady's, like just when your team's this good alone and you have so much potential, like, like I don't like they were they, a lot of people were saying they're going to go undefeated this year coming into the season, and and he's like he's know, arguably like a fringe MVP candidate. Yeah, he had like, just as good a year as he. I'm sure, a lot did. of people had the Bucks winning the Super Bowl this year. Like, I don't know how you just like wrap it up and just say, all right, that's, that's I don't get it. But so, I mean, I guess just wrapping up the whole Brady thing. I mean, I still, I still, I'm still in shock. I can't believe we actually got, um, you know, got word of this like live, you know, while we're recording. Um, I don't know. I, I was saying to Rob before we started recording, like I'll be whole, uh, staging a Tom Brady um, memorial party at my house uh, tonight. Um, you know, just in, in, in memory of his NFL career. Um, looking back and all the, all the memories, I don't know. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna stop talking and start crying over here. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna try to 
get back on track here, but uh, I was talking about the Cincy and the Chiefs game. Um, you know, just talking from 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 a matchup standpoint, like I really see Cincinnati having to throw the ball to stay in this game, considering what Kansas City did last week. So that being said, I'm taking Kansas City one because of the game plan. And I think obviously their passing game is better than probably 99% of the teams Two, they're at home. And I don't know if a rookie quarterback and a rookie wide receiver are ready to go into Arrowhead, you know, with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line and really, you know, win <laughs> and three experience much like I just alluded to um, rookie quarterback, rookie wide receiver, you know, we said it before, this is their fourth year in a row. The Chiefs are hosting the AFC Championship game. Um, I don't know what more you really want out of a home team, you know, with with the stakes this high. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Um, I'm going to say I could see 34-28. Call it there. I think that's a pretty comfortable number. I think both offenses definitely have it in them to put up 30 plus points. And I just got to give the edge to the chiefs. So that's my pick. Well, moving on to the next game, um, the NFC championship, we got the Rams who um, last week beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, last minute. Um, You know, I kind of referenced it earlier in the podcast. I don't know why you, Calling all out blitz there. Um, I think it's very questionable, but uh, whatever it happened. And, uh, you know, if you th- really think about it, um, I guess Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup are the why Tom Brady's retired right now. So <laughs> just let, <laughs> let that one sink in for you. Amazing line to draw. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, um, we're talking about so yeah the so obviously the game's in SoFi. I don't know if you guys heard about how they're limiting tickets to only people in yeah. Los Angeles. But Ten- I think that's Tennessee really dumb. did the really? same thing when they were playing uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, because wow. they they don't want 49ers fans taking over SoFi like they did in the in the, in the season finale. I think it's really dumb. Like, yeah. you know what? Dumb. I think everyone should have the same right to buy a ticket. Like, come on yeah. now. Yeah, like it's like I don't know. Just bro, and really, take, if you want to, if you want to, you don't have enough fans, bro. Take yeah. the L. Yeah, like, I was gonna say, if you really want to make them feel some kind of out of the out of the element, just tell every single security guard there to take like an extra five minutes on Niners people with tickets. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, do something small like that where it doesn't have to be so public. I don't yeah. know. I just think it's kind of These are fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a fake ticket. No, I just, yeah. I don't get it. I just think it's petty. I think it's really yeah. petty. Yeah, I saw a screenshot. It was it, literally if you're going on Ticketmaster, it's like you have to be in this like these zip codes to like buy tickets. And I'm like, yeah, that's insane. I to yeah. be honest, if I'm if I'm the Rams, I'm actually doing the opposite. I want as many Niners fans in the building for when Matt Stafford puts forty on their head. I want <laughs> I want so many people there to have to cry into their sleeves of their George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo jerseys that it leaves a stain. Oh, I wonder who Knight's picking. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, <laughs> I mean, bit bit audacious of the forty bomb. I'm not going that extra, but I am taking the Rams for a little bit of a prelude. Um. So yeah. So we get the Rams, and then on the 49ers side, they went into Green Bay, upset Aaron Rodgers and oh, the Green Bay Packers. There it is. Um, you know, I was the only one who, when, when I brought up how you know 
Tom Brady was an MVP candidate, everybody was like, oh, oh well, it has to be Aaron Rodgers. I don't know, man. I mean, they both I, were out in the same round, but, you know, whatever. There, there is a reason the MVP award's given in the regular season and not the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. Um, in, in the same right, I do think that Rodgers' loss is completely, like, I don't want to. I don't want to deflect blame and say it's not on him. But like, you're not gonna beat Aaron Rodgers in that game. Jimmy G came nowhere close to beating Aaron Rodgers in that football game. The game was won on special teams and also lost on special teams. When you muff a field goal and then you, I would say probably one of the greatest special teams errors I've ever seen. Get a puck block. Blo- oh my god, punt blocked within your own ten and get it returned on you for a touchdown. I, I'm not even a Packers fan, but watching that game, I wanted to throw up. That was yeah, so you're not you're not putting the blame on Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he didn't like he scored ten. They scored ten points. Like oh, I'm as much as as much as Rodgers does deserve heat for not putting up that many points on the board. I mean, when your defense when you're basically your defensive special teams gives away ten, I don't I don't know. It just it makes it hard for me to put like the sole blame on Rodgers. I do think Rodgers is somewhat to blame. I mean, there were a few questionable third down decisions, and I think he had even came out after the game and said that he had audibled on two of his three, I think it was third down failures um, in the game. Um, in saying that, I don't I don't know. I think I think this is almost the perfect culmination of what this season was for the Packers. As much as I did have them as my Super Bowl favorite, and I wanted to see Rodgers get another title with uh, with Green Bay. Um, I think this, I think it kind of just perfectly summarizes it. I think Rogers doing at least mostly what he can, and he just can't seem to get it done. I mean, it's kind of been the story of Rogers for the last, what, four or five years, always getting the championships, the AFC, NFC championship round, and just never seems to pan out. So I think, I think for Rogers and for the pack, I think it's going to be a, a situation of mutually moving on between the two. I think Rogers is going to find a nice sunny home somewhere. And uh, and the Packers will be moving on to Jordan Love, who they had traded up to draft. Shout out the Packers. Um, I don't think it's going to be a win-win per se, but I do think that this is this is going to be the point where the road splits. So you don't think Rodgers retires, though, or do you? No, Rodgers is not retiring. Rodgers think- is not retiring. I think I think actually Brady's retirement would be like this if they both retired today. I think Brady's would be way more of a shock than Rodgers. I still I. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I just don't see any, I don't know why Brady hung it up. <laughs> I don't want to keep going back to it, but it just, it's still so perplexing. I don't understand. Yeah. Um, no, Rogers isn't done though. Roger Rogers will find, I think he's going to go. If I'm bookmarking three destinations, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I think Carolina, <laughs> I would love Aaron Rodgers in a Carolina Panthers uniform, but I know for a fact that Aaron, Aaron Rodgers does not want to be in a Carolina Panthers uniform and that's okay. Not many players. Bro, what do. if, what if he goes to the box, bro? <laughs> A lot of people are talking about that now, and I think it's a very interesting. I think immediately, I'm not a Bucks fan anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, you're off the train right away once they get Rodgers in the building. Um, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be pulling the thing on the bus. Like, get me yeah. off. This. <laughs> this is my stop. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's three likely most destined or three most likely destinations in my head right now. Um, in no particular order, I'd say the Broncos. Um, of course, pretty obvious vacancy at quarterback. Team, uh, Teddy two gloves, unfortunately, isn't getting it done. I also don't think Drew Locke is the future of that team. No. Give Aaron Rodgers the weapons on that offense. I think I think he runs with it. And also a great young defense to play to play behind. I think uh, I think that situation works out really well. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Rob's Rob's fandom. I think I think they probably have fairly high odds to land Rodgers. I don't think there, there are many other teams that can get Rodgers into a very promising situation with again very good two set two-way team. 
Um, I don't think it really matters if Tomlin's actually in the building or not. I think Tomlin would actually thrive with Rogers in the building um, and vice versa. I think that's um, the first positive thing that we've said about the Pittsburgh Steelers on this show. Yeah, I think it is. I, I don't see many situations where Rogers doesn't come into the building and make it better. Um, and considering like, I know Juju's going to be a free agent this year, still Deontay Johnson, still Claypool. You still have Najee Harris, good O-line, great defense. And again, I feel like this is going to be the prototypical kind of Rogers, Rogers reincarnation team. It's going to be a young offensive team with a solid defense. Um, as much as I don't want this to happen, even, even a team like the Vegas Raiders, like I love Derek Carr to death, but I mean, I, that could be a very unlikely upgrade that we could actually see happen. And how fitting would Aaron Rodgers like evil villainous role uh, that he's kind of un- unwillingly taken on in the last two years be fitting in some uh, in some black and uh, black and silver. Mm. Yeah, um, bro. Imagine how different the Steelers would look with Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. Like their offense would like. To be honest, transform. I think that like I don't want to like speak too highly of that situation before it actually happens or doesn't happen. But I think that is a championship team if they get Aaron Rodgers in the building. I think there's so much on that offense. Yeah, and he, not even the offense. That defense is still fantastic. Like I. I don't know. Like, I just think that immediately catapults the Steelers into being automatic contenders if they get Rodgers. I think that's the same with most teams that get a guy like Rodgers, but I think the Steelers specifically. Yeah. Well, I mean, Rob, you can cross your fingers for that one, but um, yeah, I'm going to be saying a lot of Hail Marys. Trust me. Yeah. Rob, yeah. would you actually, you know what? Quick pose to you. Would you rather have Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, or Deshaun Watson in your building? This is strictly football. We're not going to talk about the alleged things that Deshaun Watson did or did not do. We're talking on field performances. Well, yes. I think Russell Wilson, um, because I think he does. Okay. Maybe not as good as Rogers, but what I do like about Wilson that I think is a little bit better than Rogers is his leadership quality. Um, I know in the past couple of years, Rogers kind of hasn't, not that he hasn't been a good leader, but just, you know, all the drama around him and stuff. I don't think that's really a good fit for, the Steelers, never mind any team really. Um, and I think Russell Wilson would probably be a good fit just because I kind of like how he, he's pretty mobile um, and he's got the arm, obviously. So I, I'd go I'd go with Wilson over over the other two. I'd probably, if I had to rank it, I'd go Russell Rogers, uh, Wilson Rogers, um, Watson. So that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't, can't hate that at all. I think the leadership quality is very underrated, especially considering how young of a situation he'd be going into. I think that'd be a very, very key aspect to his success there. Yep. Well, anyways, um, we still have not talked a, about the actual NSC championship. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I Nate, what do you, what do you, what are your who? Okay, I think we know who you're picking in this game. Yeah. But let's see. I'm uh, taking the Los Angeles Wams. Oh my God, um, we're bringing that one back. <laughs> The yeah, Wams. the the Los Angeles Wams. You know what's uh, funny? I cut that out of the last show, so no one even knows what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, great! See, now I look like a moron. All right, um, no, I'm taking the Rams. Um, man, what a what a like. I don't even I don't even know what you'd call the Niners run. Like this was unbelievably unlikely. They beat a team like Dallas, who, I mean. I'm I'm slowly convinced that Dallas is the Toronto Maple Leafs of the NFL, so the expectation should be out the window as soon as they make the playoffs. Um, but then they beat arguably the best contender in the NFC in Green Bay. I mean, they they're valid. They have done enough to solidify their spot in this championship game. Do I think they get past the buzz saw in the LA Wams? I do not think so. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how many times I can keep saying it without actually laughing, but I'm gonna try. Uh, <laughs> um, 
I'm going to, I'm going to take in this game, I'm going to take the Los Angeles Rams over the San Francisco 49ers by a score of, I go 38, I go 38, 24. I think 38, 24 is fair. I think San Fran will have a few good stops in the game, but I think you're just going to get overcome by how strong, how strong the Rams are on both sides of the ball. So I'm feeling an upset over here. Oh, are you? Oh, oh boy. It's hot take time. Hot one. It's hot take time on here on spike. You know, I mean, listen, it would be, it's, it, do I think the Rams should be favored? Absolutely. You know, I think they are the better team. Um, they're at home, but in saying that, um, I think that the, the performance that San Francisco had, um, in Green Bay last week, I thought it was just really impressive because, I mean, it's such a, to, to me, I, I thought they were the, the easily the biggest underdogs of anybody um, last week, um, you know, just because of Green Bay is the number one seed and they're going into such a hostile environment. I mean, you know, first of all, it's, it was like ridiculously cold at Lambeau and you're talking about a team that plays their home games, you know, in the Bay area. Um, so not their, you know, not their usual uh, environment. So to, to come in there and, and, and dethrone the, the number one uh, seed in the NFC, I just thought was super impressive. And then if you go back a week earlier, like you, you know, talked about with, with Dallas, I mean, I don't think anybody expected them to, to, to win that game. Um, and so I just feel like they have a lot of momentum. I mean, obviously the Rams have a, a ton of momentum as well. They just beat Tom Brady and forced him to retire. Um, so I, I love that narrative, <laughs> you know, so um, they have a lot of momentum as well, but I think that I, you know, I mean, there, there could be some bias here. Cause you know, like I said, I mean, I, I do want to see the Niners and Bengals in the Super Bowl. But you did notice I did pick the Chiefs in against uh, against the uh, against the Bengals. But I don't know this game. I just I feel like I feel like there has to be an upset this week. I just I'm 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 feeling it's a gut feeling. I'm not going off any stats or anything. I'm just it's just a gut feeling. One of these games is gonna is gonna go the other way, the way we don't think that it's gonna go. Um, so I'm gonna say the 49ers win. I'm gonna say it's gonna be. I'm gonna say it's a close game. Hmm. Um. Let me think of a score here. Uh. Let's say. Thirty. Twenty-seven. There's there's your hot take for for this episode. For That's me. a hot take. That is a hot take. Um. Again, I'm gonna be speaking for Curtis here. He has the Rams by a score of twenty-one to fourteen. I definitely think this is this is capable of uh, being an upset here, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, specifically, I think, you know, okay, actually, I'll start off by giving credit to San Francisco because, you know, the two games that they they overcame were were huge, and uh, I think just on top of the fact that they actually won, I think show like the fact like how they won because Jimmy G is two postseason games this year, no touchdowns and two interceptions. And here they are a game away from the Super Bowl. Um, 
you know, they sacked Rogers five times. They sacked Dak five times and they held, I, I know they can, you know, barring the conditions, they held green Bay to 10 points. Like, you know, I, I I'm, I'm very impressed with how they're playing and I'm very impressed with how they won. Um, you know, it seems like they just kind of find a way. They kind of remind me like of a Baltimore, like, you know, they just kind of find a way to, to step up and, and win the game. Do I think that's going to carry over to this game against the Rams? Probably not. And the reason I say probably not and not a definitive no is strictly because, you know, they're extremely familiar, familiar with each other. And, you know, they're from the same division. They play each other two times a year. And like I said, they definitely have it in them to, to upset. But I think just solely the fact that their their quarterback hasn't been playing great, I don't see how you can – it's much, you know, it's kind of like the same thing I said about the Chiefs. Like, unless that quarterback, you know, really steps up and goes toe-to-toe, like, I don't see any other way you compete. Like, if Josh Allen didn't have the game Josh Allen had last week, and that game was a wash, right? And I, I, I mean, I think it translates to this game too. Like, if Jimmy G doesn't go toe-to-toe with Stafford – not that Stafford has been great – but he's definitely been better than no touchdowns and two interceptions on top of the fact that they're at home. I, I don't see, I don't see the Rams losing. Um, I like their, their receiving core much better. I like their defense as good as San Francisco's defense has been, you know, I think the Rams are just above and beyond like the best defense in the league. And I don't know if San Francisco has the weapons necessarily, especially the guy under the helm to go up against that type of defense. So, I'm going to take the Rams. I do think it's going to be a little bit of a, like, I don't think San Francisco puts up more than, than 20 points. I could see like a, like a, maybe like a 28, 17, something around that. Um, you know, as, as, as good as the Rams looked against a defense like the Bucks last week, like I said, just because the teams are so familiar with each other, I do think that there's definitely, you know, a lot of technicalities and match matchups wise. So, I'm going to go with the Rams, yeah. So I'm picking Rams-Chiefs Super Bowl. I love that Super Bowl. Great matchup. So I guess I have a rematch of Super Bowl 54. Chiefs and uh, 49ers. Um, they're all and good it, matchups. They are. They, they are. And I'll say this. Um, there is a, still a chance of a home team. There being a home team in the Super Bowl this year if the yes. Rams move on. Um, so that'd be two years in a row that we have a home Super Bowl team. So that's pretty, pretty wild. Um, that is wild. But uh, yeah, that that uh, just about wraps up our 23rd episode of Spike. This was quite an eventful episode with the news of the greatest quarterback of all time retiring yep. happening live, you know, while we're recording. Also, um, Jack, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off here, but yeah, no I had I had a thing. I uh, I meant to say it. I just forgot it. And uh, I want to say it now. So this is uh, from Field Yates on Twitter. This was a day ago. Uh, the NFC Championship game between the Rams and the 49ers will mark the 23rd time that two teams have met in the playoffs after one of them swept the regular season series 2-0, two wins and losses. 14 of the 22 teams that went 2-0 went on to win the playoff game that year. The 49ers will look to be the 15th such team. So... Wow. History is on their side. Time. Yep. I, I definitely knew that style. Yeah, absolutely. I think everybody knew that style. We just, oh, you yeah. know. That's why I made the pick, you know. There you go. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, maybe we don't need a statistician here because I mean, got you. Yeah, we're not hiring anymore. No, yeah, no more hiring. No the, more combine, the combine's canceled. It's concluded. Post your typing yeah. speed test results to Reddit. We don't want them. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want them. So, um, yeah, I mean, this was a pretty wild episode. You know? <laughs> yeah, very. I mean. Last news I was I was expecting to see today. Yeah. Yep. So, anyways, um, you know, I'd like to thank Nate for joining us, as always. Um, hopefully, we can have you back to uh you know for the super bowl episode hopefully hopefully we can get curtis back as well um as always i'll you know uh put everybody's social links in the description make sure you subscribe to the podcast rate it um tell your friends about it join spike nation um follow otl on all of our uh instagram twitter pages um keep up to date with what we're putting out you know we um I'm sure we'll have articles previewing all the, uh, the, the games coming up. And so, um, yeah, other than that, unless you guys have anything to add, I think that just about wraps it up. No. Yeah. Um, basically more, more likely Tom Brady returns from retirement and becomes the QB of the Detroit lions or him going to under undertake uh, developing arch Manning as the next greatest quarterback. <laughs> Oh, Arch Manning, definitely. There's Arch no Manning, fucking way yeah. Tom Brady that character, the Detroit Lions. No, no, pun, in, no pun intended. That character arc of Brady developing a Manning is hilarious. That would be insane. Um, no, I, again, thanks for having me on, boys. I'm more than happy to get on next week for some uh, some Super Bowl talk as well. Um, oh, actually, I guess the next week will be Pro Bowl. So we can Pro talk Bowl. some Pro Bowl. And uh, maybe we do like uh, – maybe we draft our own team, maybe draft like our all-time Pro Bowl team or something like that. Mm. Mac, there's a there's a chance that Mac Jones might play in the Pro Bowl. I think he I think Mac Jones should definitely make the Pro Bowl. I think he will make the Pro Bowl. I don't know if he'll start. I think he'll probably get snaps at some point. Yeah. Um, I just like I'd love to see him throw to some of the you know the conference's best uh, receivers. Actually, uh, to be honest, I actually haven't even looked to see who got into the Pro Bowl because I know it was one between Reddick and Burns got in respectively for the Panthers. So that that gets me fired up. But uh. That's pretty much, I think, the only player that we're going to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sad day. But, yeah, thanks for having me on, boys. I, I always love love hopping on here, talking uh, talking some football. It's always nice. And uh, oftentimes vent about my my misfortune of my team. Um, no, but thanks again for having me on. I uh, love, having, love uh, getting on with you guys, talking some football, as always. For sure. All right. See you guys.